This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Mission Daily. If you listened to the previous episode, then you know this is part two of a two-part series that I am doing solo. This is Stephanie Postles. I'm the CEO of Mission.org and the host of Mission Daily. And yes, I'm doing it solo. If you have not listened to the previous episode, you definitely should. Part one was all about the key activities that I was doing to reduce anxiety and stress and resetting my nervous system. But these activities were focused on the body. I was calling them primal activities because I was going after the parts of the body that maybe don't respond to thought-based activities. So there's a lot of activities over there, a lot of different things that I've been trying out that have worked for me. And I think you should definitely, if you have not heard that episode yet, jump back to the previous episode and go listen to part one because it'll give you some context on why I've been exploring this uh, space, why I needed it, and how it has helped me in all aspects of my life, business, momming, being a friend, being a partner. Literally every part of my life has improved because of the activities that were in that previous episode. Also, before we dive in today, I have one request. If you did like the previous part one episode and you have not subscribed to this show yet, please go subscribe. I would love to know if this kind of content, if you like it, if you want to see more of it here, if you like series like this, and I will only know if I see you all subscribing and then I'll know that you want more of it. Also, leave me a rating. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you're enjoying it. I would love to hear from you. uh, So please hit that subscribe button. Okay, so for this part two episode, As I mentioned, we already covered uh, the body techniques that I had been getting into. Now we're going to be moving into the mind. The first one I want to start out with is meditation. However, it is not just any kind of meditation. Trust me, I used to be that person who said meditation doesn't work with my brain. You know, the kind of meditation where you just sit there in stillness and you don't think about anything And every time a thought comes to you, you got to get it out of there. It's got to be silent and just quiet and nothingness. And I did try that quite a lot. And for me personally, it just didn't work for me and my brain. I'm sure it works for many other people. But this whole episode is me going through things that I've been trying and what's actually been working that has helped me, you know, like I said, in all aspects of life, especially with business. A lot of you who have listened to this show know that usually Albert and I are talking about finance, investing, building a company, hiring. I mean, the show is heavy when it comes to business and tech-related items. But to me, you can't be good at many of those things if you can't focus and have your body in the right place to be able to um, actually make good decisions and actually be able to act from a place that's not coming from fear or anxiety and being influenced by things that are happening in your body that you don't even really know are happening. So back to the meditation piece. This is a different kind of meditation because it's actually visualization meditation. It's a little hard to say. Very different than just sitting still and having nothingness in your mind. It works for people like me. And if you're like me, I'm sure you're smiling and being like, yep, that's me too. People who can't really just sit and focus, focus, focus for 30 minutes at a time. 
I need something to think about. I need to, you know, let my mind be creative. Why I like this kind of meditation is because it's really going after your amygdala, which if you're putting a image in your mind, your amygdala actually doesn't know how to distinguish what is real or not, what is actually happening versus what are you just making up in your mind. And why this is cool is because this particular type of meditation is going to transform your whole brain network through neuroplasticity. I'm sure by now you have at least heard of this term and all about, you know, firing and wiring new wires and essentially creating a new brain and new pathways in your brain. This has been super powerful for me because I've been able to think about the scenario that I want at such extent to where my brain then knows where we are headed and my body is starting to move in that direction as if it's already been solved. And so there's a lot of different teachers out there and people who have a lot of really great visualization meditations. Um, Joe Dispenza comes to mind. I can link up some of his that I really enjoy because his meditations will first go through, you know, getting your body in, in a place that's a little bit settled. And then he will have certain meditations that paint out the future that you want. So sitting there and really thinking about what do I want out of life? What does that future look like? What does, you know, my work life look like? What does my company look like? What does it feel like? What kind of team members do I have? What does my family life look like? That vacation, the environment, how does it smell? How does it feel? I mean, really getting your whole body into that future state. And that's the whole point of this meditation is like, can you bring yourself to a different place out of your current reality? Can you bring your mind to a different place in the future? Or, you know, you can call it future, whatever you want to call it, just into a different place of where you are right now and start allowing your brain to feel like that is part of your reality, to build as if that's a part of the reality. So these are my favorite meditations because one, it's activating the creative side of me, which, you know, it wants to always be thinking about something. And it's also kind of challenging because when I first started to do this, I realized my brain had a really hard time imagining something that wasn't there. I really had to actually train my brain on how to have an imagination again, which is kind of sad because when you're a kid, I mean, that's so, it comes so easy and naturally where it's, you can think of things so quickly. And at least for me, um, I'm also very analytical, data-driven, all of that. I feel like with my finance background, it just smushed out that creativity and it really focused on a different side of my brain or a different piece of it. And so it did take time for me to start allowing myself to be able to, you know, visualize things in a way that actually felt real. So that took a little bit of time. But once I got there, I mean, I could feel the impacts in my body. And these kind of meditations have been so profound where I did a 30 minute one, it was guided the other day, and it had full on, I mean, tears, flowing tears, uncontrollable sobbing, which for anyone who has listened to the show knows it's really hard for me to crank out a tear. Very, very difficult. I know that's something that I'm trying to work on is like get some cries out. But this one specific meditation, I mean, it was guiding us through this whole pathway of opening these doors and seeing different family members. And um, I mean, it was insane, but I was able to let my brain follow the whole way because it had certain cues that you would get to and you would know like I'm there. I'm at this marker. I'm looking at my parent right now in that door in their old age. I mean, you really had your mind working in a different way that brought my body into a very different state. And so 
Visualization meditation for me is key. I try and do this like a couple times a week if I can, um, but I just need it to be guided. I need someone to walk me through something and I always look for the people that I resonate with. Everyone's gonna resonate with different things. Everyone's gonna be looking for something different. Some people might be looking for meditations that help with specifically stress. Some people might be looking for, you know, help around abundance and manifesting. Some people might want it around attracting a partner. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can use it. So that's why this one is very unique depending on what you want, but finding the right teachers, the guides, the people who you can listen to for 30 minutes and let them walk you through a creative journey in your mind and then see how you feel afterwards. Because I know for me, I felt extra motivated to do the things that I want to do with my company, with other companies, whatever it might be. I was super motivated and excited because my mind had already been in that place. It already knows what it feels like to be in that position, to be in that place, to have a company like X, Y, or Z. And so newfound motivation for me, newfound excitement. And it also helped pull me out of some dark times too, because I needed hope at certain points of like, this thing will get better. You know, I'm just in a temporary position and allowing myself, I mean, some might call this disassociating, but allowing myself to just temporarily get into a future spot where I wasn't stuck in this little murky position, it was very helpful just to let me see that like, this is just temporary. And I just envision myself in a spot that feels way better and I will get there. So I will link up some meditations that I personally do, but I would also encourage you just to go out and look for some guided visualization meditations that also resonate with you. The other thing this has worked for as well, for me personally, is around pain management. Once a month, there's some pain that comes to women. And at a certain point, it was pretty terrible. And so being able to use this type of meditation actually helped out, I mean, many different scenarios, having kids. I mean, you can use it in so many different areas, but for pain management specifically, there's a lot of research showing how this can really alleviate chronic pains, migraines, I mean, anything that you're struggling with. Um, And I have used it multiple times, so I can definitely say that I can see how your mind really can control pain levels and can take them away depending on how you're thinking about things. So super interesting. I'll link stuff up. Um, The next one is all around language. So this is something I've been practicing now for, I would say the past six months to a year. And being very thoughtful with your language is something that I realized I was not doing. It's very quick just to talk the way that you've always talked, to talk the way everyone talks around you, how your parents talked, how your friends talk. It's just easy to do the things that, you know, you are the average of the five people around you. So, but what's interesting is the people I have around me talk a little bit differently sometimes. And I started looking into why they were talking this way. And one of the biggest things that many people in my community hear is everything is I get to do this. Nothing is I have to. So it's not, I have to go and pick up my kids from school. I have to go grocery shopping. I have to, have to, have to. Never do I hear, you know, my group of friends saying that. Everything is, I get to go and get groceries. I get to go and pick up my kids. I am blessed to be able to do X, Y, and Z. And it's really interesting because when you start playing with that language, you realize that you're taking yourself from a victim state of, I have to, I have to, everything is just happening to me and I just have to do all these things versus, wow, I'm so blessed that I get to go get groceries. I'm so blessed that I, you know, get to handle these tricky situations because I'm going to be more resilient afterwards. I am so blessed to be able to take my dog out and go on a walk and pick up his poop because I have a dog. Like, wow, how blessed I am. And I did not realize how 
subtle changes like this not only empower and impacted me, but also impacted my family, people around me. I mean, you can see how just your one subtle change can impact everything around you. And so that's, I even do it with my kids now. We get to go upstairs and brush our teeth. We're blessed to be able to go to bed tonight. I mean, it sounds kind of funny, but just using that, those statements, all of a sudden I start seeing them use those statements. And nothing is, I have to, you don't have to do anything. But wow, how lucky are we that we even have groceries that we get to get, that we, you know, whatever the scenario might, might be. So changing my language and being really thoughtful about the words that are coming out of my mouth has also been super helpful with any scenario because it can also kind of take scenarios that maybe feel not so great at the time and it can shift the perspective on them and give you a wider view of like, it's just a temporary thing happening right now. And you know what? I get to go and handle this lawsuit. I get to go and defend my name because, hey, obviously something someone wants something from me. I mean, you can shift it in a way that makes it not feel as woe is me, you know, terrible versus um, how can you, yeah, just shift the perspective on things that are happening around you. This kind of also goes into the next piece, which is around being in this victim state, which I will firsthand say is very quick sometimes to go into a victim state with all the bumpiness that I've been going through, you know, being like, oh, why does this keep happening to me? Why? 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 Like, why, you know, why is running a company so hard? Why? Does this person keep wanting to sue me? Why, why, why? And when I look back at, you know, how I was speaking or thinking, it was definitely this victim mentality. It was as if I didn't have control of my life. And once I started realizing this, that I was essentially letting my power be taken away from me. And so if something was happening... Um, we'll just call it the lawsuit example because anyone who's listened to the show knows that I've been in these unexpected lawsuits. And thinking about, you know, an instance happening around the lawsuit stuff, and then all of a sudden my whole day is like ruined. It's really hard to focus on work. It's hard to have that sales conversation. It's hard to work with my team members. And I realized like, man, my, my power is taken away. That person has my power. They took it from me. I let them take it from me. I let them influence my whole day. I let them, you know, influence my whole mood. And so it was a really interesting thought bubble that I went into around what areas of my life am I being a victim? And how can I take my power back and be responsible for everything that is happening? Everything, good or bad. And you can say, oh, that, you know, that this person is doing this to me. No, like, how can I be responsible for everything, even when they're doing it? Because I know I mentioned this in a previous episode, everything is just information. How do we view everything as information? And in that way, we can be thoughtful about how to respond and not be responding from an emotional, panicky, stress state, which is how I was responding. So that was a really good challenge for me as well. Once again, these are like things based on thoughts and ideas um, because so much of what, you know, what we think has been conditioned in us for years, decades, however long. And some of these things just go unchecked for a really long time. And we don't even have a chance to reflect on ourselves and look, hey, how are we speaking? How, you know, what is our mindset around like these tough situations? Are we going to, you know, let other people, other things, other events take away our power? Or are we going to be responsible for everything, own our power and be able to operate in this life from that perspective instead of everything is happening to me? No, everything is happening for me everything around, even if it feels tricky. 
And I mean, I will say there has been some deep, dark moments these past couple of years where things felt super tricky. I was like, man, this is just not enjoyable. And people were probably wondering like, man, I wonder if Steph's going to get out of this life. Like, shoo, she has it pretty tough. And now just realizing that a lot, like being able to zoom out and realize that everything is part of a plan, even if you can't really understand why. No matter what you believe, no matter what religion, spirituality, whatever it might be, there always seems, at least in my case, to be a bigger plan. And if you can zoom out and look at it, you don't have to be as in the emotions of it and feeling like it's happening to me, it's happening to me. All this is happening for me and I might just not understand it right now. So it's a lot of ways of, um, yeah, just working with your brain and how you think and how you observe things. And then maybe even go out and get feedback from people who are around you. Ask people what they think about, you know, how you operate day to day. Ask your partner, ask your best friend, ask people who really know you of like, hey, do you think I, you know, am ever playing the victim? Like, tell me when, tell me how. Do you think, you know, am I a pessimistic person? Am I optimistic? Like, what is your view of me? Because that's what I realized throughout this past maybe couple months is that we rarely get authentic feedback. I mean, pretty rarely. Think about how many times you've gotten something where you're like, oh, that stings. I still want to be your friend. I mean, that now is what I'm looking for in all parts of my life. Like, how can I get feedback from people? How can I know, you know, and maybe not all the feedback is true. You don't have to resonate with all of it, but just getting that feedback is a gift. And I know I always heard that, you know, going through uh, work, finance, working at Google, like feedback is such a gift. I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. But now I'm really realizing, no, it is. People who are giving me feedback love me. And the feedback I'm giving to people, it's because I love you. If I didn't care about you, you would get no feedback because I'd be like, ah, lost case. You know, why am I even going to go and try and support this person? But if I'm really giving harsh feedback, it's for a reason. So feedback, feedback, it's amazing. And I think you can learn a lot about yourself and see blind spots that you don't even know you have. Uh, I know I did at least. So the other thing that has been really supportive for me is journaling, but not just any kind of journaling, free flow journaling. This is where you write without stopping to think. You don't edit. You just sit there and go, maybe for two minutes, maybe for five minutes. What's so interesting about this kind of journaling is it allows the unconscious, the intuitive mind to speak up. So, so often in other journaling, which I also struggled with, which seems to be a pattern here, the traditional way of doing things don't work for me. Um, but this kind of journaling was very helpful because you're just sitting there writing whatever is coming to mind. You're not even trying to think. And it might be random. It might be random words like, oh, wow, it's hot, the fence, tree. Wow, I really want to go outside. I'm really done with work. I mean, you're just going on and on for two minutes straight. I mean, I, I do for two minutes. And you start to see things that pop up that you're like, hey, is that me? <laughs> like, is that my words? Am I angry right now? Oh, I didn't know I was, you know, I mean, things will pop up that might surprise you. And I feel like it's just a really good way for clearing. I mean, once a week, if you can do it, of just completely clearing out your mind and then seeing if anything pops up that you weren't really anticipating. So free flow journaling. I'll try and link all these things up so you guys have links to go and explore. Um, but that's just been a really powerful one for me because, you know, day to day, it's very easy to just let our conscious analytical mind drive things forward, drive a company forward, drive whatever it might be that you're doing. Um, but how can you let your subconscious speak up. Hi, little old me here. I just want to tell you a few things I'm, I've been thinking. So the last thing that I want to leave with that was always a good reminder for me, and I actually don't know if this is a quote, maybe it is, I'm not sure, but uh, I either thought about this or read this or heard this somewhere, is that sometimes in hindsight, the hardest moments of your life 
actually end up being the best times of your life. You just don't know it when you're in it. And that to me has been a takeaway that I've thought about quite often of like, things feel hard right now, but what if I actually think this ends up being some of the best times in my life? Like, oh, parenting right now, getting up, you know, all hours of the night, not being able to sleep. I'm pretty sure I'm going to look back at this period with my kiddos and it's going to be one of the best memories of my life. Building a business, growing it, struggling, like the ups and downs of it all. I'm pretty sure even through all that emotional roller coaster, I will look back with fondness of all the years of doing this and all the things that I'm learning. So that just hearing that helps me, you know, zoom out of the current hour, the current day and really see the bigger picture of what am I learning right now? What is the bigger plan with all of this? And how do I not get sucked into the moment or the emotions um, and have my body and my mind pulled in in a way that's going to induce stress and anxiety and mess with my nervous system and actually lead me to a place where I can't really make great decisions. So this is now the end of the two-part series. This one was covering mind. Like I said, there's so many other modalities and techniques and I mean things out there this was really just me compiling things that I've been trying out for the past year um, which has been a lot I would say a year and a half or so and these are the ones that have worked for me so far among many other things I mean you guys have heard me talk before about different uh, other modalities that maybe aren't as normal I've talked about them in previous episodes Um, but these are the ones that I'm really liking and have been liking for a year and I would love to also hear what you're doing. What modalities do you like? What kind of meditations are you loving? I mean, send us links, infoatmission.org. I am down to try. I want to see. And I hope you like this episode. I would love to hear any feedback. Um, Make sure you are subscribed to Mission Daily so you know when uh, a new episode pops up, when new series like this pops up. And give us a rating and review. I would love to hear from you. All right. Until next time. Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.